Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from WNZN out of Lorain, Ohio. Thank you very much for tuning into the radio show on this beautiful early autumn morning. And we're here in the station in Lorain, Ohio with our engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my good friend and assistant, David Aboot. David. Good morning, Jan. Great to be here today. Yeah, good to be here. Beautiful and, day. Uh, yeah, the seasons are changing. You yeah. know? Actually, the seasons yeah. testify of the Lord. You know, it's yeah. part of his handiwork. And even the fact that in Genesis, when he puts the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything uh -huh. in place, one of the reasons is it's a timepiece. It, mm. it, it, it gives us an orderly calendar. And that is extremely important. We'll see this morning when he invests and embeds scripture with prophecy. Because mm -hmm. you won't know if there's a prophecy if yeah. you didn't have a calendar to say when it was going to come to good. <laughs> but anyhow, the yeah. seasons come, the seasons go, you know, yeah. and God is in control of all things. But we continue our study uh, of the scriptures and mm -hmm. um, had a couple interesting guests in the last couple of weeks. And we were at the Crusher Stadium yes. uh, for the big revival mm -hmm. event. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank for all the volunteers that went there and, and, yeah. and helped out. And, you know, the word of God went out forward. And so we thank uh, David Hill. Yeah, David. You, you know, j just somebody asked me to summarize. Um, I was with some people that, that weren't there. And I, I guess the take-home message for me, the amazing thing is, yeah, David Nico Hill was there. And then uh, they had some other speakers. And one of the key things I got from them is they were thankful that they had the challenges they did. And that, you know, that they were addicted to drugs that their life hit a brick wall because that was the only way they found their lord mm. jesus christ and it's because of those challenges that they had when they were at the bottom of the barrel and they found christ they said it was all worth it oh, okay. and when you hear about the loss that they had in the families i'm sorry if people missed it but you know it was really touching for me because i never looked at the challenges we have as being a true blessing at the level that you heard it come out of their mouth, especially with what they faced. Yeah, but right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. And it, it's such a big issue today, the breaking bondages. Yes, the addictions. It could be in so yep. many different areas. And, of course, Jesus says, uh, whom the sun sets free mm -hmm. is free indeed. Mm -hmm. And that's a real, at a practical level, is to break the bondage of alcoholism, of drugs, yeah. of pornography, all of these things that the enemy comes to really bind and blind people. And yeah. To be set free from that, like you said, David, to hear some of those testimonies is pretty inspiring. Yeah. That God is at work today. And it, my encouragement is people if, that have not looked at the claims of Jesus Christ or the gospel is mm -hmm. is to look at it and just see, is there evidence here that I should invest in and explore more? Yeah. Uh, many people don't read the scriptures or look at the, the claims of Jesus Christ. Number one, they think it's too difficult to read right. the scripture. Yeah. <laughs> Two... It says that uh, in John chapter 3, uh, people didn't come to the light because they love mm -hmm. darkness. Mm -hmm. They love their mm -hmm. lifestyle or whatever mm -hmm. sin they're involved in. And three, they come with not, they don't come with an open mind. They come for looking for reasons not to believe. Yes. You know, so yeah. th this is a problem. So when they come open minded with a sunlight of an idea, uh, I always like the first words Jesus speaks in the Gospel of John. Yeah. Number one, in chapter one, he says, yeah. what are you seeking? That's mm -hmm. the first words that open up the Gospel of John. He says, what are you seeking or what are you looking for? That's mm -hmm. in John chapter one, verse 38. Mm -hmm. but that, you could ask that to everybody. Yeah. What are you looking for in this yeah. life? What are you looking for? The secrets to life. Yeah. You know, why are we here? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah exactly What's the right. purpose? Yeah. And then the second thing he says in the Gospel of John, the next verse, he says, come and see. In yeah. other words, just come and yeah. look. And I, I think that's very profound mm. that those, number one, he has a question. Mm -hmm. Number two, an invitation. Mm -hmm. wow. What are people looking for today? What are you looking for in life? What are you looking at? A career mm -hmm. or this? And 
if you're looking for the, the question, the answers to life, or peace, or purpose, mm -hmm. or power, let alone the life to come, yes. come and see. Yeah. Look, mm -hmm. Let's look at the evidence. Yeah, and, and we even saw with Nico, you see these guys, you know, he was in 30 movies. Mm -hmm. He was at the pinnacle of, of his career, and you start to see all these people, rock stars or whatever, get to the top with all the money that, you know, they were searching for that. Once they get there, then what? Yeah, then exactly. it's a downward spiral. And, you know, the, the, the best thing about the word... The Word of God is living and operative, mm. you know, and it gives us all the secrets to life. And I think the biggest thing for me is you're always, I was always searching for something that I could sink my teeth into that would give me meaning and that would keep my attention. And this has. This, this, the Word of God will let you focus, and this is what you start to focus on right. in your life. Everything st steers you towards that, and everything else is in the peripheral. It's all lined up. It all works much better. But this then, you, you will never be bored once you start getting in the Bible because you're always learning. Yeah. Yeah. You're learning more and more about the secrets of life yeah. and how the planet works and where we're headed and how God set everything up. It's yeah. amazing. It really yeah, is. how we fit into all of this Yeah. and how we right. as people fit into this puzzle. Yes. Mm, that's you know. a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's the secret to life. Yes. And again, you go back to C.S. Yeah. Lewis' famous quote where he says, I believe uh -huh. in Jesus Christ the same way I believe the sun came up this morning. Right. Not only do I see it, but by it I see everything else. Mm. Yes. He puts life in context. Yeah. It doesn't mean we understand everything about suffering or yeah. life, and but it does frame it. Right. Like creation, mm -hmm. the fall of man, our predicament, yeah. the answer through Jesus Christ that he'd mm -hmm. come to give us life and yes. life more abundant. Mm -hmm. And what happens when we die? We're all on this escalator of time. I mean, yeah. we're all going to die. Yeah, we, we, we talked about the rope <laughs> yeah. scenario, right? That little yeah. end is is while we're here. And the long white one that yeah. goes all the way around in all the rooms, that's eternity. And I remember teaching the Bible in Southeast yeah. Asia to villagers. Right. And I say, if you're going to put your belief in somebody... Put it in somebody that has the title of the resurrection of life. Yeah. Because that's life's biggest question, yeah. fear, ultimate destination for all of us. But he goes through death for us, but he comes right. back. Yeah. And that's the key is the resurrection. Yeah. He, he, is, he is the resurrection of life. And we, that's not something we experience in the next life. We experience mm -hmm. it now yeah. when we receive him. To many as received him, to them he gave the power or the privilege yeah. to become a child of God. Yeah. It's not future. It's just... It, we have it now. We have that new life now. When we die, it, we just, like when you're watching somebody walk down the street and they turn a corner, you don't see them, yeah. but they're very much alive. They just yeah. turn the corner, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're very much with Absolutely. us in a sense, but yeah. they turn the corner. So that's that's what it is. Mm -hmm. We don't receive eternal life when we die. We have eternal life yes. when we accept when we're Jesus Christ. Christ. That's and, and that's why you don't want to wait until you're 70 to get involved in your church when you think you're gonna need the information or you have time for it. You wanna start now. I, I, I wish I had this like my son and daughter do now yeah, right. while they're in high school and college. It would have changed my life. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. why you, wait till you're you, in your seventies? It's the wrong approach. Not only that, the scripture says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, yeah. for you do not know what tomorrow might bring. Correct. Now, case yeah. in point, look at those 34 people out in California. Right. They, they paid money. They went out on a cruise on a dive yep. ship. Uh -huh. they, were, they were experienced. They celebrated three birthdays mm -hmm. on in that boat the night before, yeah. right? Yeah. They all go in down in you know in the bunk beds and they're sleeping. A flash <laughs> yes. fire hits yes. and they're all gone. I know. They're all yeah. gone. You see? And they I think they no range idea. from 15 yes. to like age 70. Right. But you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We have no idea. 
Yeah, you know, they just yeah. gone. I was in a major car accident in 1997. I got hit on the highway by an 82-year-old guy that didn't see there was a three-mile backup on the highway. They took me out with the jaws of life. Thank God I was fine, by the grace of God. But you never know when your time's going to come and you can't plan for it. It's not to scare people, but, right. you know, in the same breath, mm. you know, why not start now? Yeah. And if you're going to start reading the Bible, the thing that helped me the most is if I was just going to open up and read the Old Testament, I would have been lost. Mm -hmm. My eyes were bugging out when I started reading it. Mm -hmm. But I read some of the Old Testament yeah. and some of the New Testament yeah. every single day. Right. And if you look for uh, the protocol to do that, that gives you hope because then you're tying the Old Testament to the New Testament right. every day, mm -hmm. and it was a lot easier for me. Yeah. When but anyway, that's the way I did it. If, yeah. If people are going to try and do it for the first time. Well, on that note, we're, we're going to look back sure. into the Old Testament and its relationship with the New Testament because Jesus said in John chapter 5, search the scriptures for they testify of me. Mm -hmm. And then in Luke 24, he actually, it says when he's walking with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, he opens up their understanding by explaining in yeah. all the all the books of the Bible, mm -hmm. what Moses wrote, first five books, and all the prophets and the Psalms that are about Jesus. And so we study this relationship. Number one, we see the connection between the Old Testament and New Testament. Number two, it strengthens our faith. Number three, it gives us a greater understanding of who Jesus is. Yeah. And number four, it's an easy way to, to share this with other people. It, it just offers a... a a real clarity yeah. when we share this because a lot of people don't know and they go oh that's interesting and then you can lead them more into their faith walk yeah and you know luke 24 44 john as you said there uh, there are my words which i spoke to you while i was still with you this is jesus talking to the disciples that all the things written in the law of moses and the prophets and the psalms concerning me must be fulfilled this means the things written in the entire old testament which is composed of the law, the prophets, and the Psalms were written concerning Christ. So as you always said, with the spoke at the center of the wheel, right. all roads lead to Christ. Yeah, exactly. And when right. you start to line it up like that, it's an easier way to read the Bible. Yeah, and Because all those little stories, yeah. they're all relating to yeah. Christ. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's your yeah. key. I, I mean, that, I, that took me a long time to figure that out. So when we study the tapestry of scriptures, yeah. and we see these different threads, as you say, they all kind of, come to or coalesce in the person of Jesus Christ. We noticed, and we picked this up a couple weeks ago, that when you say Jesus Christ or Christos or the Mashiach, that means anointed one. Yeah. And there's three main offices in the Old Testament that have anointing, literally, where oil was poured or the person was dedicated. Number one was a prophet. Mm. Okay, we see this happening. Number two was the office of a priest. And number three that of a king. We kind of remember Samuel anointing uh, right. David. Uh -huh. So you have prophet, priest, and king. And just a week or so ago, we looked at Jesus as the prophet. Because remember in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, God said to Moses, I'm going to raise up a prophet likened unto you, similar to you, Moses, that people mm -hmm. must listen to that, that one or they'll be cut off or judged heavily is what it means. And so they were always looking for what was called that prophet, yeah. like unto Moses. Well, Moses is not like Isaiah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel because, number one, he's a deliverer. Mm -hmm. He's a savior figure. He delivered Israel out of 400 years of bondage and slavery under the mm -hmm. heel of yes. Pharaoh. Yeah. Number two, he receives the law. He goes up and, remember, on the mountain, he receives the law for God's people. Number three, he, he establishes the covenant. Mm -hmm. He even sprinkles blood on the people when they said, yes, we'll do this, we'll obey God. He says, okay, 
were sealing his covenant with the blood. Uh, number four, he did miracles by the power of God. He yes. did upwards to nine miracles uh, to get his people released. On and on and on, we see similarities between Moses and Jesus. And that's why when Jesus comes, the, as a matter of fact, they asked John the Baptist in John chapter 1, are you Elijah, are you the Christ, or are you that prophet? Mm -hmm. And of course, John denied all three. But after the feeding of the 5,000, they say of Jesus, there's that prophet. You know why? Yeah. Because Moses, by God's power, fed the Israelites in the wilderness mm -hmm. with bread. Mm -hmm. And so now, when you study the uh, in John chapter 6, that's where they're going to say after the feeding of the fire, that's that prophet, like an under Moses. Yeah. And so we studied this. The interesting thing about that is right after that, uh, Jesus uh, declares himself to be uh, the water of life. He says, anybody thirsty, come unto me. Mm. And of course, the two things Moses did in the wilderness for the people was yes. number one, yep. they got the bread. The and number two, strike the rock and out would water. come water. Yeah, exactly. So we see this tie-in and, and we kind of explored that. It's so beautiful in detail and we can't go oh. into all the finer points, oh. but both even when they were little babies, the mm -hmm. ruler of, the, of, their, of their country, you know, wanted to kill them. And they did nothing wrong, you know. Both of them would be shepherds. Moses, for 40 years, in, you know, on mm -hmm. the backside of Midian, was a shepherd. And, of course, Jesus is the good shepherd. Moses would lead the 12 tribes. Jesus will choose the 12 yeah. apostles. You know, on and on and on, all the way through, we see this display. Now, Moses, most of his miracles were judgmental. You know, uh, the, the locusts would come, the boils mm -hmm. on the cattle. Yeah. And, and uh, this first public miracle would be turning the water into blood. Right. Type of judgment. Yes. Jesus' first public miracle in the Gospel of John the is turning the water right. into wine, wine which yeah. is a type of the kingdom and yeah. the joy. So, that. again, yeah. um, there's the road leading to Christ. <laughs> men, men could not have sat down. <laughs> no way. And, and kind of figure this all out and, let's, yeah. and say, let's invent a yeah. religion over a period of 2,000 you, years, and, yeah. and, and all these items are coming together. It was written by 40 different authors, John, uh -huh. right? Over yeah. 1,500 years. Exactly. Are you kidding? I mean, And on, all that's... different. Everything from a king yeah. to a shepherd to a mm -hmm. tax collector to a fisherman to a... And, and again, why is it a single theme message? Yeah. One God who desires to have a relationship with sinful man, and yeah. the only way we can approach an all-holy God is yeah. through a sacrifice. There has right. to be substitutionary. right. Because God is yeah. not only loving, but he's just. You right. do not call a judge just if he just let everybody go. Yes. And, and, mm -hmm. yeah. and, it's, and, and one thing when we're walking through life, we have to learn that we don't always understand the mind and the ways of the Lord, so we have to trust him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And many yeah. times we are offended by some of the decisions that the Lord allows yes. to happen. Yeah. But it does not mean, as long as we're in his will, right. whatever that it is, no matter how painful it is, it works out for our good. Yeah. The up-to-date, to God be the glory, mm -hmm. the, I, there are two things that I will say that has been a test of my faith. And that was, one, the loss of my mother. Mm. And two, when I went through a divorce. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind... My mom. Right. I was raised in the church. I loved the Lord with all my heart. Mm -hmm. All I knew was the ways of the Lord. I, I got married to someone who was, we were family friends over, there was over 30 years mm. of friendship in between the, our parents. 
They had been in the, in the church all of our lives, and then boom, I the very thing that I thought wouldn't happen did, and so it became a valley experience. And so as a result of that, I became offended mm. by what the Lord allowed, but on the other side of it, it worked in my favor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we yeah, have that, to yeah. trust the decisions of the Lord and know that his decisions, his what he allows, and his judgments are accurate. That's a good we point. We have to trust it, even yeah. when we don't see, feel, or understand. Yeah. Good point, Juan. I mean, yeah, when you look at the life of Joseph, I mean, he was betrayed by his brothers. He was yeah. sold to the Gentiles. Yeah. He, he was wrongly accused, thrown into prison, mm -hmm. on and on. But even at the end, he says, you know, what men meant for evil, mm -hmm. God yes. meant for good mm -hmm. to yeah. the saving of many souls. Mm -hmm. And we just don't see the big picture. Yeah. You know, this is one of our problems. We're, and mm -hmm. our problem, too, is 21st century man, we want everything <laughs> answered, you know, mm -hmm. preferably in bullet point, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like five bullet yeah. point explain. Mm -hmm. Well, life isn't like that. Yeah. And there's so much God has revealed to us, mm -hmm. but there's a lot we don't know. Mm -hmm. And if we just base it on our experience, what we know, we lose. That was Job's thing. He mm. knew what was happening to him here on earth. Mm. He didn't know what was going on in heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the right. problem with Job, he didn't have the book of Job. Yeah, mm -hmm. there it is. But if, right. we, if we base our reality just on what we know to be true, yeah. that's limited. I'll give you an example. In the early 1800s, missionaries from New England were going to the South Sea Islands, uh -huh. you know, and, and, and sharing the gospel and, and right. establishing churches. Mm -hmm. But they, they, they spoke to the, the natives on this one island way down in the Southern Pacific. And they said, you know, back where we come from, we also have a lake like yours. And at certain times of the year, you can walk across it. Yeah. You can even ride a horse across it. Mm -hmm. And they laughed and said, no, that is impossible. You could never walk. Well, they didn't understand that up in New England, during the, the depths of winter, the lake froze over mm -hmm. and you could walk over it. Mm -hmm. But in their limited experience and their knowledge, they thought yeah. it was foolish. Because they didn't know right. it. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like us. Yeah. What it says in Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine, mm -hmm. the secret things belong to God and to yeah. Him alone. But that which He has revealed, He's revealed to us and to our children. Mm -hmm. He's actually showing us a lot. Oh boy! But there are yeah. things we don't know, yes. mercifully so. Yes. And He doesn't want us probing into some of these areas. Absolutely. That's where you get mm -hmm. the trouble. Yes. You know, idolatry and occult and uh -huh. divination and all yes. this other stuff. So just stay on the path. Mm -hmm. yes. The word is a light unto my path, a lamp to my, you know, walk. And so stay that straight and narrow. Yeah. But it's a good point Wanda brings up because oh, yeah, we don't see. Yes. And sometimes we do, like Adam say, that woman you gave me. You know, we, yeah. we say, hey, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we kind of can blame him, you know. <laughs> that You'll see that through the Psalms. Yeah. You know, Lord, how long? Will you allow this? How long is this going to happen? How long, you know? But God is working a plan. You know, that's that's the big yeah. thing. So we looked at Moses. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we did a, we'll do a recap down the road on all three of these. Uh, and one day we're going to look at Melchizedek and how that relates to that's Jesus really Christ. That's really interesting. Then we'll look at that. That's great. And so today, uh, might even go into the next show, I don't know, but David. David is a very important uh, person in terms of relationship to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, is he a type? He's certainly an illustration. Uh, I believe there is some foreshadowing in the life of David that right. applies to Jesus. And of course, one of the titles of Jesus is that idea of son of David. Yes. Mm -hmm. Son of David, uh -huh. which means an offspring of David. Mm -hmm. You know, like even though it was great, 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 great grandchildren, you'll see in Matthew chapter one, when the gospel opens there, yeah. um, Right away, it, it will say, uh, 
the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, right? the son of Abraham. Mm -hmm. So he, son of Abraham means he's, he's Jewish, yep. but son of David means he's from the tribe of Judah, which is the kingly line. Mm -hmm. And so we'll get into this this morning in a little bit of time we have, but this idea, when Jesus comes, uh, he, he is the one, he is the son of David. He's, they, they knew a king was coming because yes. if you go way back into 2 Samuel, uh, 2 Samuel uh, chapter um, chapter 7, 2 Samuel chapter 7, and if you just look at uh, verse 8 and 9, and maybe someone could read that, 8 and 9, but the whole thing here is that he's going to establish, or verse 12, look at verse 12, uh -huh, thank you. And when, and when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of the bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. And 13, Wanda, please. Okay. He shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. That's key. Yeah. See, as this promise is given, now this is roughly about the year 950 B.C., almost mm -hmm. a thousand years before yeah. the coming of our Lord. But it's idea that there's this coming one from your seed, from mm -hmm. the... David, you yep. know, the Judaic, mm -hmm. and his his kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. Mm -hmm. So they were looking for this king. And, of course, the thing with David, I mean, his life is very interesting in many oh, ways, yeah. but one was he was the shepherd king. Yes. His idea of being a shepherd is very important in terms of who he is and uh, what he's all mm -hmm. about. Remember, he's, he's, he's very unique as the shepherd king, even when he's anointed by the prophet. Uh, they couldn't believe it was David because mm -hmm. he was just a, a yeah. shepherd. But what's curious, you know what David means? You should know, David. What does your name mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put uh, you on the spot. I, I don't know the Hebrew. Go ahead. It means Hebrew. beloved. Beloved, yeah. Beloved. Yeah. Remember what God said about Jesus at, the, at his baptism? Yes. This is my beloved, beloved son. son. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Son of David. Yeah. So, you know, you see this interlaking. And so he comes like that, uh -huh. and of course, um, well, he slew, and remember, he slew Goliath. You know that, that's we'll get into it, that. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a minute uh, because that's a beautiful picture in many ways. So here we see this idea: of Son of David is coming. Yeah. Um, he's going to establish his throne forever. Mm -hmm. Psalm 132, verse 17, will say a similar kind of a thing. I'll just 132, verse 17. You said 17, uh, 132, 17. 17, and 18. Okay. There will I make the horn of David to bud. I have ordained a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies will I clothe with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. See this coming one, this coming king, the anointed one, mm -hmm. and his, the idea he's going to flourish, his rule, his kingdom. Um, he's coming now, and so this is this is... This is why this son of David is such an important yeah. thing uh -huh. uh, when you look at it. And David, of course, we remember the first king of Israel was Saul. Now, mm -hmm. He was tall. He was good right. looking. Right. And for a while he did well. But, mm -hmm. but Saul had problems. Saul yes. had sin issues. Yeah. Saul, he God had wasn't some, happy with Saul. Exactly right. right. And one of the things, even though David was anointed king, he was, he was declared king in his youth when he mm -hmm. got anointed with oil. Uh, by uh, Samuel, mm -hmm. but he didn't take kingship uh, until Saul exited. You see, so yeah. he, in a sense, he was a sh he was he was still a king, 
but he wasn't ruling and reigning. And actually, he will start his kingship. Uh, he'll be uh, 30 years old, which is, is kind of an interesting thing when you think about it, because mm -hmm. that's when our Lord would actually start his ministry at that age uh, 30 in particular. And we'll look at that in one second. So let's look at Ezekiel 34 just for a minute. I wanted to show how this thing kind of ties together. Ezekiel chapter 34. Okay. And this is going to talk about these false shepherds. Um, he says... 34. 34. And he's talking about false shepherds or teachers in Israel. And let you just read like 3 through 4. Okay. Ye eat the fat, and ye clothe, and ye clothe you with the wood. Ye kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. The diseased have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick, neither have ye bound up that which was broken, neither have ye bought again that which was driven away, neither have ye sought which was lost, but ye, with force and with cruelty ye have ruled them. Do you see this? These yeah. are these remember when Jesus came, the scribes, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they didn't really care for the people. They were uh -huh. really being exploited and there was a heavy burden on the people. Yeah. And then Jesus comes. But look what it says in verse 11. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. Okay, now 12 and 13, one of you. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in the inhabited places of the country. And thank you. And mm -hmm. on it goes with all these features of the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. And and for when so when we come to John chapter ten, mm -hmm. where Jesus declares himself to be the good shepherd, they they, they know the scriptures. These guys know the old testament. Oh, yeah, definitely. So when it comes that Jesus says in John chapter ten mm -hmm. Uh, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Uh, verse 12, but mm -hmm. he that is an hurling and not the shepherd whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. Mm -hmm. The hurling fleeth, but because he is an hurling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life from the sheep. Other sheep of this fold, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also must I also bring. And they shall bear my voice, they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Okay, thank you. And you see, that's so important. Oh, yeah. One fold. One and shepherd. one shepherd. Uh, and again, that ties in with Ezekiel 34, mm -hmm. very solidly. Mm -hmm. And he's take, Jesus, our, our Lord has taken upon himself all these characteristics of a good shepherd mm -hmm. in, in contrast with bad shepherds. Mm -hmm. And here, for Jesus to make these claims, yeah. he's either crazy or yeah. lunatic to, to a man to make these claims, or he mm -hmm. is who he, he says he is. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and that... What, what several interesting things here, what Wanda just read, number one is the idea, he says, 
I have sheep other than this flock. Who is that? Mm -hmm. Who might that be? That's Gentiles. He's speaking to a Jewish audience oh, here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he's in okay. the temple region here. Yes. So he's, he's naming us here, so to speak, mm -hmm. by extension. Okay. So it's very powerful when you see these relationships. Uh, oh, there's so many between David and Jesus. It's unbelievable. So if you look at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 4, I just want to bring this out about the age. I, I think this is a very important. Oh, yeah. 2 Samuel uh, chapter 5, uh, verse 4. Second Samuel chapter five. Mm -hmm. Okay, verse four. David was thirty years old when he began to reign. Okay, thank you. Thirty years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It says in Luke chapter three, uh, verse twenty-three. Now Jesus Himself began His ministry mm -hmm. at about thirty years of age. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now. Yeah. David is going to start to rule and to reign, mm -hmm. which means he's a king with authority. Mm -hmm. Jesus starts his public ministry uh, displaying his authority. As a, What does he have authority over? Demons, mm -hmm. disease, nature, wind, mm -hmm. stormy seas, death, mm -hmm. leprosy, mm -hmm. blindness, the word of God. Moses yeah. said, but I say unto you... Mm -hmm. uh, I tell you this before it happens, so that after it happens, you might believe that it's me. John yeah. chapter 14, John chapter 15. So he's he's displaying power, authority. Mm -hmm. Anyone can say they're a king. Right. But you gotta show me your you can show me your power, show me your authority. Mm -hmm. He's displaying that. Yes. Boom, boom. Yeah. And, and just like David starts his rule and reign at age 30, so too Jesus will start, in uh -huh. a sense, his reign as 30, even though like David was declared to be a king even in his youth. Jesus was declared to be a king as, as a baby. Right. Yeah. When the, the wise man says, where is this king of the Jews? You see, he's born a king, and Gentiles declare it, the, the wise mm -hmm. man. He dies a king. Pilate will write what on his cross? What charges did they write above king his head? King of the Jews. Behold, the king yeah. of the Jews. Mm -hmm. Those are Gentiles. Yes. Saying, yeah. he, he's born a king. He dies a king. He's coming back as king of kings and lord of lords. As believers today, we have the privilege of bowing down before him now and saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, kingdom come. Right. thy yeah. will be done in my life. You know? right. And so we want him to rule and to reign in our life because one day he's going to rule and reign in all the universe. Yeah. You know, He's going to put everything right. And, and that, of course, is, a, is coming. So, uh, David, you brought up the thing about Goliath. I think there is a lot of features uh, when you um, study the Goliath-David uh, encounter, if you look at 1 Samuel, I believe it's chapter 17, um, really some interesting elements are going on here. Uh, this famous encounter, even unbelievers are kind of interested in some of these Bible stories, but this is a really amazing one. So we know what happens here to set it up. Samuel, the, 1 Samuel? Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Okay. The Philistines, who were often in opposition, in conflict right. with, with the Israelites, they've established, uh, they're in battle array in, uh, on the one side of the mountain, and then the Israelites are on the other side, and they're like, they haven't engaged the battle, they're shouting back and forth. You mm -hmm. know, there's, it's in a staging period. And, the, and it says, uh, the champion, verse 4, the champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. From Gath, whose height was six cubits in span, and he has this—they don't know—he's seven, eight foot tall. We don't know exactly. Right. He has this incredible armor, mm -hmm. spear, sword, uh, and he and he's mocking the Israelites. Basically, he says, 
then he says, choose for yourself someone to come down uh, if he's able to fight me. And if I prevail, you become my servants, verse 9. But if, if, if you prevail, we will serve you. And he says, I defy the armies of Israel. Yeah. And so that sets the scene. And they're frightened. The Israelites are really frightened. Now it says in verse 12, David was the son that the Ephraim. Of... Notice where, where was David born, verse 12? Bethlehem. Yep. That fulfills a yep. prophecy in Micah. In Judah. Uh-huh. Yep. Where it says, out of Bethlehem will come forth him who is from all eternity yes. past. Uh -huh. Yes. Clear? Mm -hmm. Jesus is from Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. And David is born in Bethlehem. Of course, yeah. Bethlehem means what? Lahem means, Beth means house of. Mm -hmm. Lahem means bread. Jesus is born in a place called house of bread. Jesus declares himself <laughs> to be what? The bread of life. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now it says, the three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to battle. The names of his three sons, and he names the three sons. Mm -hmm. um, and then what does he do? David was the youngest. And uh, so sometimes it says he occasionally goes out to feed the sheep and mm -hmm. why his brothers are off at war. Mm -hmm. But notice verse 17. Jesse said to his son, take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp. David is sent by his father. Mm, yeah. Jesus yes. is sent by, by his, his father, father yeah. to his brethren. Now remember in John chapter 1, it says, He came to his own, and his own received him not. Yeah. His brethren yeah. received him not. And of course, Jesus is the sent one. For God so loved the world that he yeah. gave, gave his or own. sent his only yeah. begotten yeah. son. So we see David is going, and he takes all this. Mm -hmm. He goes down there early in the morning, and it says... Uh, the way it develops now, he hears the Goliath mocking uh, not just Israelites, Philistine, but the God of Israel. And the men of Israel said, uh, Have you seen this man, verse 25, who's come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And David says, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away? And he's, he's given all these promises by Saul. It says... Uh, you know, you're going to get rewarded. You'll get the daughter of the king and all this kind of stuff. Um, and he says, he's coming against the big thing is pride and insolence. You see that in verse 28? Maybe yeah. you could read that. What, 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 what the... You got it, David? Yes. Okay. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard from speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. See that? Okay, yeah. so they're, they're thinking, who's this young shepherd boy? Yeah. But he says in verse 34, look, David said, uh, your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came up, right. took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after and struck it and delivered, mm -hmm. delivered the lamb. So he's saying, I've been previously tested. I'm ready. And of course, Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, was tested in the wilderness uh, by Satan, actually three times in the temptation. He, yeah. he, he was he's victorious. Yeah. And he says, verse 37, the Lord delivered me from the paw of the yes. lies and from the paw, paw of the bear. bear. Yep. He will deliver me. And he says, uh, 
and, and then they want to give him the helmet of Saul and the armor. And he says, I can't. That's not what I'm doing. And, he, and he, all he takes with him, it says in verse 40, then he took a staff in his hand mm -hmm. and he chose for himself five smooth stones mm -hmm. from the brook. He put them into the shepherd's bag in a pouch, which he had a sling. He's just taken the bare minimum of a shepherd. Yeah. That's what he needs. It's very interesting. If Goliath is a type of Satan, how, did, how did Jesus defeat him? Ultimately, was the simplicity of the cross. Yeah, it was very. It wasn't like taking huge armies. As a matter of fact, Jesus would say to Pilate, "He goes, look, if my if my mm -hmm. followers uh, were truly of this kingdom of this earth, mm -hmm. they would have had swords and spears." Right. He even tells Peter in the garden, "Put the sword away. That, that, that's that's yeah. not my kingdom." So he doesn't need mm -hmm. this kind of human terms of weaponry and he says then the philistine comes out and he says um he looks at him and he says so the philistine said to david am i a dog that you come out to me with sticks yeah mm. sticks mm. what was yeah. jesus crucified on yeah. what sticks Across. just a couple yeah, people right. just a yeah. couple pieces of dead wood yeah what was jesus crucified on just yeah. a couple pieces of That's dead it. wood yeah. that was the instrument Look at that. that become the most famous logo brand yeah. icon symbol yeah. of all of history yeah that's why paul says i preach christ and him crucified mm. that's there's yeah. no other religion that has is, this yeah. element that is something yeah. else somebody mm. have coming oh no yeah, so he comes out and he says and the philistines come here and i'll give you the flesh of the birds of the air and the beasts of the field they say you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin but i come to you in the name of the lord notice it's like Jesus. He says in John, I come to you in the name of the Lord. I only do what the Lord instructs me to do. And he says, uh, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and strike you. And, and he, uh, we know what happens. Then all of the assembly will know the Lord does not save with the sword and a spear of the battle. He will give you into our hands. Notice it's not human instruments. We don't war against flesh and blood. We right. use spiritual instruments. Right. Then all the, the Lord, the Lord does not, then he says, so it was when the Philistine arose, he came near to meet David, that David hurry ran up to meet him, struck him with the sling. Now, this is very important, the use of a stone, mm -hmm. uh, a little stone, a little pebble, because all through the scripture, Jesus is often referenced by a stone, okay? he was, uh, For example, in Daniel chapter 2, there's this great mountain that emerges. We can just turn there for a moment. I just want to show you how this kind of ties together. But the use of a stone... Uh, for Jesus, he's the foundation stone. He's the mm. stone with the builders rejected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the stone that Moses struck in the wilderness. And, uh, you, you know, he, out of it yeah. will come water. So when you look at Daniel chapter 2, mm -hmm. it, uh, let me see here. It starts with this idea of a great mountain. Let me just show you. Okay. Um, chapter 2. Okay. This is one of the dreams he's having, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And he says, um, uh, this, um, this is, okay. Okay, he interprets the dream. Do you see that? This is the, 30, was it 36? Uh, can you read that one? Uh, this is the dream. Uh-huh. And I will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Mm -hmm. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and fowls of the heaven hath he given the, into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler of them all. Thou art this, 
head of gold. Okay, he's he's given an image, this dream uh -huh. Nebuchadnezzar. Now, verse 34 will say, you watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its on its feet of iron and clay and broke them into pieces. This is this uh, cut without hands is, yeah. is God ordained, right? But it's striking these world kingdoms that are yeah. in opposition to God. Mm -hmm. And then Daniel explains way down at the end at verse 45 inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke into pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, and the silver, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after. You see, what is it to destroy this Goliath-like images of world yeah. kingdoms? A, a little stone. Yeah. Mm. But a little stone, yeah. not made yeah. with human hands. Right. It's divinely inspired. Right. We could go through this. We'll oh, do a well, study on just yeah, stones. Yeah. So when you go back to Sam, First Samuel with Goliath, let's see what's happened here now. Mm -hmm. He's a shepherd. Mm -hmm. He's sent by his father. His brothers don't believe him. They reject him. You're too small. Who are you coming down mm -hmm. here? Mocking us almost by saying we can't do this. Yeah. He is going to be what's known as the representative hero or savior. Neither he, They're basically saying one man. You're going to be saved by one man if you win this contest, yeah. right? So in scripture, you'll always, it's called a representative hero or champion, like Noah. He mm -hmm. heard from God. He obeyed God. He saved his entire family, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see this again and again. Well, David, in another sense, too. But you see it with Noah. You see it with Abraham. You see it with Joseph. Uh, he saved his family what, by bringing him to Egypt and they had yeah. food. And God often picks this one person. And, of course, that establishes the fact of the one person of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Sin came into the world by one man, and so so did salvation come by the way of one man. You understand this yes. principle of one singular man? Mm -hmm. You win, we'll, we'll, all of us will become your servants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he didn't only destroy Goliath. He saved Israel at this mm -hmm. day. Yeah. This is, he yeah. saved. So then what he does here. He strikes him in the head. Mm -hmm. Now, a head wound <clears throat> was um, decapitas in Latin, but it means that's the, the chief wound. When you destroy your enemy, you, you hit the yeah, head. Yeah, cut their head off. Yep. He, he will cut their head Figured off. Figure speech. Yep. Now, what's interesting here, because mm -hmm. you go way back to Genesis, mm -hmm. what God says after the fall of Adam and Eve, he says, I will put enmity between your seed yes. and the seed of the, uh, the, the, right. the, the Satan and the seed of the woman, yeah. which is kind of interesting. <laughs> you will bruise his heel, but he will do what? Crush your head. Yep. Mm -hmm. So there was this coming one that's, that was going to crush yeah. the enemy uh -huh. of God, but crush his head. Mm -hmm. Now, where was Jesus crucified? Where did he crush Satan's head? What was that place called? Golgotha. Which means what? Uh, skulls. Place of the skull. Skulls, yeah. Okay, the headshot. Right. Boom. Okay, so yeah. you see the tapestry of... Unbelievable connection. Of how wow. the fabric yeah. comes together here very right. clearly. So then he goes up and he cuts off his head. This is the display of victory. Right. But it says that after Jesus won the victory through his death and his resurrection, he made an open show publicly of his victory over the demonic mm. realm. Colossians chapter 2. Mm -hmm. It'll say in, in uh, 1 John... It'll say, uh, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the evil one. See, he broke mm -hmm. Satan's power. Mm -hmm. He broke his power mm -hmm. at that moment. Uh, to, for, let, let's look at just in one little indicator of this. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, Hebrews should, chapter 1. We should look at that for sure. But do you see how these threads oh come together? Gosh. Yeah, again, he's the center, center of the hub. Hebrews chapter 1. This is a, a very... A powerful uh, verse, especially people going through difficult times. And, yeah. um, 
Let me get there. Okay, so I have Hebrews 1. Where, where do you well, want to read? Let me give you, uh, it's verse, I remember the chapter, but I don't remember all the verses. <laughs> okay, look at verse, um, uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and um, verse, uh, one second. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, look at verse um, 17 and uh, 18. I'm sorry, let's start with verse uh, 14 and 15 okay. about Hebrews chapter 2. That was my problem. Oh, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter, chapter 2. two? Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I don't have that one. We have oh, Hebrews yeah. chapter 2. Yeah. 14 and 15, Wanda. Yes. Thank you. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. And through death he might destroy him that had power of power, had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all like their lifetime subject to bondage. You see that? Mm -hmm. He comes in, He our, our champion, our, he, yeah. our savior, he comes in and takes upon himself human flesh. He's mm -hmm. not an angel. He's not yeah. a uh, sheep or cattle. Or, mm -hmm. He comes in and he destroys, through death, he destroys him who had the power over death. That is the devil. Mm. The Goliath kind mm -hmm. of figure. And to release those who what? Through the fear of death, yeah. were lifetime were subject to bondage. Yeah. You see his victory here? Yeah. Uh, victory, and we enter into that victory. Mm. He just didn't defeat Goliath that day. He set Israel free. Yeah. And as a result of that, he Saul promised him a great reward and a bride. And of wow. course, through Jesus' victory, great reward, uh, every knee shall bow, mm -hmm. every tongue confess. But he also, through his death, burial, yeah. resurrection, received a bride, which yeah. is the church. So do you see how these things, this linkage yes. is here? Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very yeah. solid in, right. in, in oh, some yeah. ways. Yeah. Okay, we'll look at a couple more, and then uh, let's turn, if you will, to Matthew chapter twenty-two. Matthew chapter twenty-two. And again, this could almost be two programs, but we're going to. You, you know, John. Again, before you know, initially, when you just read the Bible and you look at that story of David and Goliath alone. You're looking at it alone, mm -hmm. and it has a certain meaning. Sure, that if you have faith in God and you're obedient and you're humble, you can defeat a guy like Goliath. But now, if you tie it in to point to Christ, there it has go. double the meaning, there triple the meaning, that's quadruple the meaning. That's it. And, and so that's the way that you need to look at it now as we move forward. And that's mm -hmm. the beauty of the typologies. Mm -hmm. Moses. You, what you just good. said was yeah. excellent, Dave. Because good. why? The Bible is multi-leveled. What I mean about that is it's a living word. And you're right, it does have, it's in the context, it has a story. It's telling a historical story of an encounter. The Israelite army, the Philistine yeah. army, this one man who is in opposition, Goliath, they call him the champion, and this little shepherd. And it has a story about yeah. overcoming obstacles and faith in God mm -hmm. and these principles. But it has a much bigger yeah. story. Uh, when you go at another level, and that's why Jesus said, search the scriptures, for they testify of me. So we're not trying to force meaning into that story, yes, we're not. but we're letting yeah. the story uh, speak to us. Uh -huh. That's what I'll say in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Whatsoever things were written before time, Old Testament, were written for our benefit, yeah. that somehow we can glean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, boy, maybe I can, I can learn something. Yeah. So, so now you have the actual historical study. Right. You have the application of Jesus Christ. How it's a type of Christ, mm -hmm. and then how does that apply to my life today? Yeah. Well, through Christ, I don't have to have that morbid fear of death. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a real practical. That's you know, what this is all about. Exactly right. And, mm -hmm. and and that's why you don't have to chase all those addictions anymore. 
mm-hmm. you know, to, to forget exactly your life right. or to or to calm your fears. That that's the whole point of this. That's why we're trying to get the word out. Yeah. Because this really heals you and it gives you a center and a peace about life where you're at, even if you're hitting potholes, which I have everybody has, it's all part of the game. Jesus said we will have troubles mm-hmm. on this earth and we always will. Even if you become a Christian, don't fool yourself. You're still going to have potholes. Look what happened to David. He fell from grace. Sure. Mm. The bottom line, though, is both of these guys, it goes back. Then we tie it into Moses. What was the first commandment? Love God with all your mind, soul, and heart. Mm-hmm. And both of, these, both of these people, Jesus and David, they love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I think that's what, that's the other connection point for me is how much David loved the Lord and followed his laws, even yeah. though he fell from grace from certain areas, but hey, he was human. You're exactly right. Now, we're going to close and uh, pick it. Maybe we will pick this up again next week a we little might. bit because there's should. so much here. Yeah, right. But look at the famous sermon in Acts chapter 2. This is Peter. This is the day of Pentecost, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he um, <clears throat> he says something very interesting in this sermon, chapter 2. Now, maybe yep. he's a fisherman, but the difference right. now is... He's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Right. And the resurrection has happened. Uh-huh. But look at verse 23. It says, uh, For him being delivered uh, by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. In other words, this mm-hmm. is all prophesied and predicted. Mm-hmm. You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. In other words, he's going to rise from the dead. Yeah. Then he says, verse 25, For David said, mm-hmm. he's going to quote a psalm here, yeah. tying in David, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. Mm. He is at my right hand that I might not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced, my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will rest in hope. You will never leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. So he's going to make a point here. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David. He is both dead and buried in this tomb over here, probably mm. not far from where he's given the sermon. Yeah. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn by an oath to him, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in the grave, nor did his flesh see corruption. Mm. Yeah. He says it can't be David, yeah. because David's tomb is over there and his body is in decay. It hit, he's speaking of the Holy One of Israel mm-hmm. who would not see decay. Yep. Yeah. See? Because why? Jesus rose on the third, third day. day. Right. By, just by closing, how many days was uh, Lazarus in the grave? Five? Four. Oh, four. Okay. And what did, what did Martha say? Don't take away the stone. Why? Because at this time, he decayed. Yeah. He's thinking that. that was the fourth day. Yeah. Jesus rose on the third. Yeah. His body did not see decay. Right. Mm. So we'll yeah. pick this up because mm. there's other strands we'll tie in, and then we're going to oh, shift yeah. gears yeah. and go into Melchizedek. Yeah. Thank you, Wanda. Thank Thanks, you. Wanda. Handling all the machinery. And David, thank you. And oh, everyone listening danger. today, again, I would implore you to search the scriptures. You know, yes. like David said, start with the New Testament. I think I would recommend the book of John to start with, and I would recommend um, the letter. Uh, to Colossians to grow with it's yeah. a practical growth uh-huh. but uh, we'll certainly try the, the best we can to show you the relationship between the Old Testament and the New Testament terrific okay God bless you all have, have a good great weekend, weekend. Everybody. and the brows open tomorrow yeah here so we go okay. go where okay God bless you all <laughs> see you now thanks okay bye bye